Uh, all right, Matt. We just we just rested at the campfire. We know through these giant red gates. Yeah, is the final boss of this dungeon. Are you ready? Have you steeled yourself? I I mean I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Let's just get this over with. Let's get in there. Okay, I'm gonna apply this salve to my great axe and let's go in. Let's do this thing. I got your back, buddy. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the throne of blood. Perhaps ye wish to fight to the death. Uh, hey, uh, sorry. First off, you are horrifying to look at, but is this your music? Are you not frightened of the theme of Mork, the Unlivable? I mean, you're scary, uh, yeah. but honestly, this music is kind of deflating everything yeah. if this is your theme. This is a, I brandish uh, a... the axe of hell and the sword of flame. Come at me, heroes, and ye shall die. Uh, it just... <sighs> Yeah, this makes it sound. This makes you sound kind of stupid, honestly. This is this is really dumb. I, like I want to, like I want to laugh at you. Yeah. Like you seem, you seem like laugh a at joke. the great walk. Laugh at me? Do you not see that I have the throne of sin? Come at me, heroes, and face death and injustice, impermeable. I wanna, I'm gonna go. Yeah, this, I, just, I mean, I feel uncomfortable. This you is. You don't want to see my second form, where no, I grow just... hell wings and thrust the spear of destiny at the sky. Yeah, and let me guess: when you go into that second form, uh, we start hearing "Happy Birthday to You." Yeah, like what? So you fought me before? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Wait, that's. I guess I'd be disoriented it's, if that happened, so. It's to make it seem sad like you'll never see another birthday. So you picked it. I picked, yes, this is my, I picked it. I had options. You know what you look like, right? Like, you look really scary. Yes. Yeah, you look extremely scary, I think. I have a beard of human bodies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say maybe just like, you know, go for something orchestral or, you know, operatic. Something in a minor key, even just just that change. What about would make this, a huge but difference. faster? Uh, I mean, that would just seem more cartoony. Yeah, like yeah, like, like everything. I'm, I'm literally at the circus. Yeah, exactly. I just like it would be like slipping around. We wouldn't be able to really take you seriously. Uh, anyway, let's let's look. Let's just fight. Yeah, you you know what? I really appreciate the advice, guys. You can just have the key item. Oh. The throne of sin is thine. Uh, thanks. Yeah, uh, wow. Um, Happy birthday. Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we share our favorite epic boss themes and also don't forget about Kirby and the Forgotten Land this week on Get Played.
Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. Hi, I'm fellow host Nick Weiger, along with another fellow host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, fellow hosts. Hello, fellow hosts. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys? You good? Oh man, I'm doing all right. I'm doing. You know what? I I I had an Elden Ring dream last night. We talked about that a wow. little bit, and I was just wandering through a nightmare reality that was kind of a kind of partly, you know, that sort of gothic fantasy world, but also uh, had elements of just a standard post-apocalyptic, you know. Here's a bombed out Costco, probably a probably a a, a mixture of uh, watching the news and then also playing Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But there were sights of grace I was seeing in reality. Wow. I would like walk up and like touch a sight of grace in person. And I did have the thought, at least in my dream, that like they were too close together. I was like, this is this, I just too close to be affected. Yeah. yeah, there doesn't need to be another one over here. This is too easy. That's interesting to think about. Where would you want a sight of grace in real life? I wish we would have talked about this last week. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to have one, I think. It, it, it's it's like a reliable public restroom. Mm-hmm. You kind of want one, like if you're going to the mall or something, you want there to be a sight of grace there just in case there's an emergency. Yeah, yeah, uh, some I'm undead not- dogs pop out and try to kill you. Yeah, anywhere that I think I'm gonna about to have a bad time would be a good place mm-hmm. to have one. <laughs> like if I'm like at yeah. the DMV or something, like, that'd be a good place. <laughs> um, you could also, you know, hack that system by putting one, say, in Amsterdam, yeah, and then not touching mm. any of the sites of grace. So if you wanted to fast travel to Amsterdam, you could just kill yourself here. Yeah, yeah, and then That's go back idea. to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but then by that logic, have you died, or does it like you lost your runes? You have no money when you return to Amsterdam, and you're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's tricky. But like, that's, time has yeah, gone yeah, backward, okay. right? <laughs> right. Wait, I, do, is that how you read the the sites of grace? Is the time has gone backwards? I don't know. I guess because I, I mean, that's nobody is like you're back. Well, oh, you again? You're gonna try again, huh? Like nobody's really like giving you you grief in that way. So I don't know. I just assume that it's it's as if it hadn't happened. And I the things you like, killed and the resources that you. Uh, harvested respawn yeah but i feel like npcs move based That's true. like some, the, so time has happened yeah like potentially enormous amounts of time what if you found out that all the stuff we've done in elden ring has taken place in one day <laughs> that'd be a trip i'd be like this is kind of uh epic windsock <laughs> Maybe it's more like Groundhog Day. Maybe yeah. it's like every time you you die and you you get reincarnated yeah. at the sites of grace. It's like, uh, so put your little hand in mine. <laughs> it's yeah. like music starts. Oh shit! Oh, Here we no. go again. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a. Uh, I, I that there is there isn't it there to that headcanon, There is something of so now the things you killed come back to life when you die. Mm-hmm. So there's an element of almost cosmic justice there. Yeah. Like, you got to do it again. It's not going right. to feel good. 
all, I, all this Elden Ring talk makes me want to talk Elden Ring. Can I talk Elden yeah, we Ring? Should t- we can talk Elden Ring. We we should we should we should touch on some some new stuff real quick just because we had the you know, we've talked so much about Game Pass on here. I brought up Elden Ring. Why am I the one moving the conversation along? I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> I said my shit. So let's get into business. Yeah. Dangling this, this sweet, juicy carrot right in front of us. I also had an erection in the dream, which was a weird element. What? Anyway, uh, so what? I, would, I assumed that before you said it. <laughs> anyway, so the the all new PlayStation Plus launches in June. Uh, and, you know, we talked a lot about Game Pass on the show and how it's it's an incredible value as a service, you know, although it is perhaps a harbinger of something very bad to come in the industry uh, with all of us, all us, us all being tethered to these services. It seems like that's probably the way things are going to go because now there's PlayStation Plus Essential, PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium launching later this year, all with some version of streamable slash downloadable games, streamable PS3 games. It seems like it seems like they don't have a way to, to emulate those locally yet uh, or or maybe ever. But downloadable P- uh, PS1 and PS2 games, as well as a bunch of PS4 and PS5 games. I don't know. I'm, I mean, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm very interested in it, but I just don't believe that there's not a way for them to include um, uh, PS3 emulation when there are PS3 emulators out there. Um and it's it's you know i wish you could download those i is i guess is uh all i have to say about that but i am like interested i like the idea of like some because like, i haven't tried out returnal for an example and i don't know if i'm gonna drop coin for returnal uh, sure but if they're like if it's part of the service i'll certainly give it a shot and maybe i'll love it um but Returnal's like the perfect that's like the perfect example of yes. a thing that I missed that I would 100% like mess around with if it was on the service. Yeah. And, you know, like there are some like uh, legacy titles that I'd be interested in giving a shot again. I feel like it's a, the same thing happens, though, with all these things, like with like the Nintendo one. Um, I like that I have the option to play uh, like N64 games there and uh SNES uh, and NES games, but I don't fucking do that. <laughs> I got to play all these old games. I got new yeah, games the, to play, baby. The trouble with these services is they provide you with a huge value of stuff that you very, very rarely access. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, like, Great point. Like Elden Ring isn't a Game Pass game, right? No. And no. it's not It's not going to be a Sony Game Pass or what are they called? PlayStation Premium? It's, it's, yeah, PlayStation yeah, Plus. Yeah, just PlayStation yeah. Plus, yeah. Like, so the games that you're focused on here in the present are so rarely the games that you are paying a monthly subscription service for. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, if I if I found myself uh, unable to spend the full price of Elden Ring in a month, it sure would be nice to pay, what, $17.99 to get a million games. Yes. So yeah. I think that's a I, good yeah. value. The, the the advantage of it is it for me you know first off if you don't have an Xbox or you don't have a gaming PC then now now all of a sudden you don't feel like you're as excluded from because because the thing is like a lot of the games that are going to come on this are going to be like indie games and so those those games will be exposed to you know larger audiences but also like if hey if you missed unpacking and now all of a sudden unpacking is on a uh, PlayStation Plus uh, what pre- premium or essential whatever the tier is. Then hey, you can mess around with that, and 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 I will say the thing that Game Pass does that I don't think Sony is going to do is that they do the day and date 
uh, first party exclusives. Yeah. So, you know, that that is a thing. If you're going to play Halo Infinite, probably the best way to play it is not to buy it off of Steam or buy a physical copy if you even can, but to get a get a Game Pass subscription. Right. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, and I'm. I'm going to get it. I already have PlayStation Plus. I don't play online multiplayer. I just get, I just claim the free games that they give me. Uh, right. And uh, I rarely play those. Like, but I'm just like, ah, uh, I'm like a little freaking goblin with these free games. I'm like, <laughs> no, oh, they're mine. <laughs> these are mine. And I'll never touch them. Like, I usually don't. Uh, I can't think of the last PlayStation Plus game that I like claimed downloaded and completed it's like it's never happened i'm convinced it's never happened um but they're mine they're all mine and i pay my little fee every month and they're all mine i've definitely played some but i can't I don't have one that immediately comes to mind but yeah i definitely get more use out of game pass mm-hmm. just because i think they have, they have a larger much larger variety of of titles available which hey that's hopefully coming to to hopefully playstation plus will start to batch that or at least approach it yeah I'm glad they remain competitive because sometimes Sony makes decisions and you're like, what are you guys doing? For example, (laughs) the fact that they cannot, that PS3 games are only available via streaming because they cannot emulate the Mm -hmm. architecture of the PS3 is a long-term effect of one of Sony's batshit choices, which is what if we made the PS3 impossible to program for? Using the yeah. what was it? Was it the emotion engine? No, or that was, was that PS2. PS2. I think it was the cell. I think it was the cell processor. Cell with the processor. PS3 one. There it is. Yeah. The cell. So I don't know. I'm I'm glad that they saw something happening in the marketplace and were like, we have to make our chess move. We have to respond. We can't just be like, yeah, sure. There's X. There's Xbox Game Pass, but Sony is now offering a micro player which will allow you to access your stats on a watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, why? Yeah. Wait, he- Heather bought one? <laughs> she, she, she's wearing it? <laughs> if, for me, one of the one. more likely that a, a, a video game accessory is going to fail, the faster it is that I purchase it. <laughs> like, this is not going to be around. <laughs> If I ever uh, make the- something like that, please don't buy it, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make money over here. Uh, the PS3, I remember being at, I'm j- just, just thinking back on my, my development days, which were so far in the past at this point. But I remember the PS3 being a pain in the ass and the PS2 also kind of being a pain in the ass. Uh, was, uh, Xbox hardware was always the easiest because it was just like, a you know, basically you're just making the PC version and. Uh, but the 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 biggest pain in the ass was always Nintendo because mm-hmm. first off they were just like it was impossible to get any information from them. They're just a complete you know black box. And then also uh, uh, maybe they maybe their communication with third party studios has gotten better, but at that point it was just like so hard. And then also de- it was dealing with shit with like the hardware was was underpowered versus the other versions you were making. So yeah. you had to down res everything or you know cut features and then also in the gamecube era uh which was one of the games i worked on it was like the discs were physically smaller so i remember we had to like you know 
do we we had to just did like lower the quality of a bunch of sound assets and 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 uh, you know redo a bunch of the sound just to make it fit on the fucking disc it was just like it it, it was always the biggest pain in the ass i i don't know if that's still the, it probably is still the case because the switch is still underpowered that's nintendo's whole thing yeah and then when they port things like guardians of the galaxy or hitman or kingdom hearts to the switch it's the cloud version and it's never a native uh right. version of it so it's bad it's never good <laughs> although they their first party development can't beat still, it still hey that's that's the thing that's the thing about nintendo oh man well, i can't wait to get to the what we're about to talk about in a little <laughs> bit but we got a couple about, just start just start talking about it well we have a little Let's bit more news right it. are we are we done with news well are, oh i thought you were going to talk about breath of the wild oh Oh, oh, I didn't even think about Breath of the Wild uh, 2 getting delayed to 2023. That's, I yeah. mean, and that's it. That's that we, ch- we crossed one news item off the list. I feel like that's all we have to say about it. It's just delayed. Oops. <laughs> it's delayed. <laughs> Fine. Play more Elden Ring. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. We got plenty of time. They 100% won. I, I mean, it's good that they don't, they're not trying to crunch on this thing and get it out this year. And also, too, they're like, we got to wait a year because Elden Ring is going to fucking win all these awards and we want some. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked if they are crunching yeah it's probably just like that's probably such an ambitious design but yeah I, I think the uh it's that said it's it's uh, yeah if I, what's the Miyamoto quote something like a a a, d- a rush game is game is eventually good yeah but a, a rush game is forever bad yeah whatever whatever that quote is I think I saw I saw someone else I saw a Miyamoto meme someone like to change the quote to uh uh, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> that was a funny tweet. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I saw a similar uh, parody tweet of, of that quote being like a delayed game. Uh, a rushed game is uh, or delayed game is eventually good and doesn't have to compete for game of the year with Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's a news item done. Uh, what was the other stuff? The, this is uh, like a new segment here. We're doing all the news up top. Yeah, rapid fire news. <laughs> um, what I mean, the Watam's development studio. Oh yeah, was shut God, down bummer. because of uh, uh, emotional abuse by I don't know one of the authority figures in. I I didn't really follow the article, so I am not. This is not a journalism podcast, right? But no. It does mean that I will not use the uh, the phrase, uh, my old catchphrase, probably ever again, because um, it's not it's certainly not worth hurting somebody out there. And maybe no. if they heard it, they'd be hurt by it. So I'm on the hunt for a new catchphrase from a non problematic publisher. <laughs> Send your good luck, baby. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this would find, be a find great non-problematic this... co-host while you're at it. <laughs> hey, uh... this would be a great opportunity to to switch to Elden Ring because I could. My new catchphrase could be, "I will kill you as sure as night follows day." <laughs> <laughs> well, then on that though, on that note, Heather, what are you playing? What are you playing? <laughs> Um, I'm still playing Elden Ring. I know you guys have been dabbling in a couple of different games, but I am hardlining towards the end of that game. Uh, as of this record, I'm level 85 or level 135 at 86 hours in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did something in the game that I didn't know was going to affect the game as hard as it did. 
uh, I was fighting some boss in the swamps under the Capitol. And after I fought the boss, there's a bunch of, you know, messages left on the back wall. And it was like, try attacking. So I attacked. The wall lowers. It doesn't just disappear. So it's a big feature. You go into a dungeon that has no enemies. It just has a bunch of like Pompeii style, like people frozen in, in, in horrified positions. It is a platforming exclusive uh, dungeon where you slowly make your way into the depths of this dungeon. And I died so many mm-hmm. fucking times in this dungeon because there's a jumping from um, like it's not it's not the large uh, cemetery platforms that you use with your horse to get from one area to another. These were like very, very compact ledges with no forgivable movement. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get down to the bottom and there is a door made out of flesh. And I was like, huh, this is this doesn't look like anything I've seen in the game. It's like molten flesh. And the message in front of the door is some somebody in the I think the get play like message circle. Like it's one of our, our the special messages with a circle around it. That's like, hey, this is from somebody who's playing on your same uh, server. And it was like, you know. Uh, special item ahead, therefore remove armor. And I was like, okay. So I remove my armor and then you go into a cutscene and you open up this door and these hideous burning fingers wrap themselves around you, Ugh. burn your flesh, change your character cosmetics, make your eyes glow yellow. And then I rested at the uh, site of grace and you're s- the lady who's traveling with you. What's her name? Melania? I think uh, Melina. Melina, you know the lady. Yeah, the the sad yeah, lady who's like, bring me to the Erd Tree. She's like, I can't believe you've done this. I'm gonna kill you the next time I see you. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> She's what like, this is the, the last time we speak. And then she disappeared. I was like, the fuck have I done? I yeah. still don't know like what quest I finished. I was just like wandering. Um, man. So that's been my exciting Elden Ring event of the week. I love it. What you a sent great the screenshot. Game. Yeah, you sent the screenshot of that, and it was. It was just, I mean, I I laughed out loud when I read it. Yeah. like that is so so menacing and horrifying. <laughs> that what can you do besides just like Jesus Christ? I have also, no idea how I provoke this. She is such a relief every time you see her. Right. She's like, you know, I thank you for taking care of Torrent. Uh, it, would you like me to use runes to help you get stronger? And this time she's like, I will kill you. I will kill you as the next time I see you. Damn you. Damn you to hell. <laughs> also, you know, yeah. everything is so obtuse in this game. I'm not really sure what my mission is. I just go kill stuff. Yeah. So. I well, also that 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 you can put in you know, uh, uh, as many hours as you have so far. And, and we all can't, we go, we all collectively probably put in 300 hours into this game and none of us are convinced of the key NPCs name. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Melania, like Trump's wife, you know, Melania, something like that. <laughs> it's good. And a lot of the names are similar though. Cause there's Margaret yeah. and there's Morgot. It's and true. A lot of M names. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, I, I, Ever since you sent that screenshot to us, it, it's like haunted like my very soul, because like the idea of her 
<laughs> saying that to me is honestly gut-wrenching. Yeah, now it's like, I don't want that to happen, but I have no idea how I could possibly control that unless yeah. I watch like a like a 40-minute YouTube video explaining every step. Because she's very, uh, usually very thankful yeah. to me. Right. Very like, oh, thank you for bringing me to the Forge of the Giants and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I was saying this to somebody the other day that um, it, it's embarrassing that I know more about um, the world of Elden Ring and how it works than I do about how like like how to like fill out like tax forms and, and like, things like that. Because <laughs> like I know what like a gold pickled uh, like bird foot does. Like, but it's like I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with like these other like these real world things. Um, I'm still playing it also and. I was getting shit housed. I, I I beat the the fire giant. I said last week I was having a hard time with that. I beat it right Congrats. after we finished recording. Uh, wow! <laughs> with and Excellent I got back work. in there and was like, I gotta get this guy. And I did. Took him down. Uh, and that's been a comfort to me um, with a lot of boss fights in the game. Right? If you can get him down to like twenty five percent health, you can get him all the way. Uh, yes. It, it's just yeah. a matter of. Um, timing it but if you're getting like shit housed and you can't even get any hits in that's when i'm like okay like i better go um try something else before i come back here um and with that giant the giant has such specific moves that i was like okay i just need to be very precise with my dodges and my jumps because he's he can one hit me still even though i um am uh uh, getting significant damage in on him. If he hits me, I'm fucked. Uh, right. And then I got him, and I was like, it was it was very very exciting. And then I've gone around now, and I'm level 112 right now, I think. Um, and I've just gone through, and like, I left markers on the map where I knew there was a boss that I couldn't take down, and have fast traveled back to that area and just been like, you're fucking dead, you're fucking dead, you're fucking dead, <laughs> and just like like great enemies and just like have killed them, uh, just for my own uh. Uh, satisfaction but I'm also playing uh, another game but Nick if you want to talk about Elden Ring before we start yeah. talking about this game I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say about Elden Ring uh, first off I, I, I had a little bit of a, a less time for games this week so I, I'm j- I just crossed the 50 hour threshold uh, which means at this pace if I get in 10 hours a week I should finish this game by June so <laughs> So we'll see. Yeah. I'll, hopefully I'll get some more hours in this, but it's it's unbelievable how big uh, how big it is and how much time you can put into it and not feel like you're making much progress and still having the time of my life. I I, I talked about the being a little annoyed with the with the UI UX last week and I've I figured out like here's one thing I'll drill down that is that to me is annoying. So golden seeds I believe increase the the number of flash charges. Yeah, is that that, that that's, that's what right or there's a yes. yeah, okay so. Yes. So when you go when you're at a site of grace there will be a menu item that you can go to for flask management that is increase the number of ch- flash charges with a golden seed. That option is always available regardless of whether you have zero golden seeds in your inventory or, you know, if you need three golden seeds to increase it and you only have two, that option is still available. And when you click on it, it says not enough golden seeds. Mm-hmm. You can gray that out. That's achievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like just just have that be grayed out by, def- by if you don't have enough, it, 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 yeah. uh, if it's... If it's uh, less than the threshold to increase the, nah. the flash size. Okay, all right. Think, Never mind. I don't think Great. that goes in, in, in line with the tone of the game, which is 
fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and also it's like it's pretty easy to know how many golden seeds you have, Nick. You shouldn't be clicking on something you don't look. <laughs> Yes, there are the yes, the the you can you can micro manage it a little bit more and be conscious of it. But it's it's just one of those things where it's just they're just they're just little things like that yeah. that kind of uh, stack up. That said, I like what, what my my favorite like minor trolling of this game is that mm-hmm. the better the armor, the dumber you look in it. Like yes. there yeah. is like if you if you want to look if you want like really protective armor with high immunity and shit. You have to look stupid as fuck. If you want to wear something with good magic prevention, you have to have like a stone cat head on. Like the <laughs> best looking armor is like, eh, like medium at best. Yeah, I but don't want to be yeah. this. If I so I was in some area that I was heading towards Mog, the Lord of Blood, in some like nightmare area, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. So many of these fights are like me versus 15 dudes at the same time in like the regular part of the level. So I summoned somebody at a site of grace. But when I was looking through the summons, I was like, oh, this person has to be like a good teammate because they look ridiculous. (laughs) Like, (laughs) But if somebody like looks like a champion, I'm like, no, they're going to die right away. Yeah, I I have such a hard time compromising aesthetics for functionality because like like ah, I have this really cool looking crimson hood and yes this helmet that makes me look like a Lego man has better stats <laughs> but I don't want to fucking wear it. Uh, I do have a I have been rocking a jellyfish great shield which is an absolute like I do think that actually looks really cool and is, I have this, is very effective. I have this like draconic uh great shield that has like um like a push attack. It blocks all, like, it negates like all damage and also like pushes like forward and like can knock down. Um, Is that the one with the enemies. spikes on it? Yes, but I can't. I'm not strong enough to use it yet. Mm. Um, but I have it, and uh, I'm trying to level uh, level my strength right now to get that uh, up and running. But I oh, I had an update about um, the merchants, so I've been killing merchants still, yep. and now I'm at a point in the game where the merchants are like. Okay, come fuck around and find out. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, I got killed by a merchant the other day. Wow. Now if I go back there, it's on site. Like he'll just be like, "Oh shit, you're back. What's up?" And then like want to fight me. So, but now I'm stronger, so I think I can kill him now. But um it was very scary cuz they're so was, gangly and <laughs> I was delivering death seeds to some like beast monster or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've- and I've like you deliver guy. a few and then suddenly he like loses his shit and attacks you like the dude mm, like two shot at me. me. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm helping you. <laughs> and so but the the closest site of grace was the one in the room. Mm-hmm. So I would appear <laughs> and he would immediately attack me. And I was like, OK, I guess we're fighting now. Yeah. And I like fuck him up a little bit. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I. I, I lost my mind there. I, well, it'll never happen again. I'm like, really? So I'm going to keep giving you these seeds. And then the next time I'm there, he's like sitting there waiting for his death seeds. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's such a blast. And it's like, but I did turn to another game recently. Just oh, yes. For um, 
just to relax. Yeah. Just to relax this is, a little I, bit. We're, we're, we're playing the same game, Matt. I, I do want to yeah. say one, one Elden Ring oh, thing sure. real quick, and then we'll, then we'll move on to this, uh, this game, which we're going uh, to uh, talk a little bit about. There is a shortcut that I, I saw in a video and that I sent to you guys last week that I think probably a lot of Elden Ring players who are listening to this may not know about. You can warp straight to the roundtable hold. You oh, don't yeah. have to to manually select it on the map. If you go if you go into your let me get a controller so I have the right buttons. This is um, Xbox though. It's an Xbox controller because you said it to me and it wasn't the same. It's not. Yes, I've I've got my this is this is this is my Xbox controller, but I have a PlayStation controller and I'll I'll, I'll give you the buttons there. But so you if you uh, uh, if you if you go into your map and you press Y on on Xbox. Uh, then it'll bring up a list of all the sites of grace, and then you can warp at the, at the very bottom. It says warp directly to roundtable hole. Mm-hmm. And on Xbox, I believe if you hit X on PlayStation, uh, triangle should bring up that list, and square should warp you straight to the roundtable hold. Yeah, I think incredibly you can efficient. Just, I think you can just bring up the map and press square. That alone might do it. I haven't tried yeah. that yet. It saves you a button press. Yeah, but why Same are you changer. hanging out at the roundtable hold so much, Nick? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Getting those hugs. It's dangerous out there. Yeah. yeah. I think my roundtable hold is almost empty now. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happened. Like, the, one one dude died. <laughs> yes. He was just covered in flies. And I was like, well, okay, that guy's dead. Yeah. Uh, like, half the time I'll go back to a new NP- or an NPC and they'll just be a corpse. And I'll get their armor and I'm like, I don't know if I did something wrong yeah. or if this was the right thing to do. I found an I found an old round table hold in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really yeah. scary to me because it's exactly wow. the same. Yep. Yep. Uh great. It, 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 oh my God. You should have seen I was fucking freaked out. I was like, this sucks. I hate that this is here for some reason, and I don't know why. It it really like made my skin crawl for some reason. I was like, it's the exact same place. A million oh, messages terrifying. that just say, seems familiar. Yeah. Were on mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. That was really funny to me. Um, God, what a, what a cool, what a cool way, to, like uh, what a, what a cool concept of a nightmare that you wouldn't like, Oh wait, that's the, that's the sanctuary that mm-hmm. I know of. Yeah. But just like in a different fuck, man. And there are enemies. God in there. damn it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Hey, there are also enemies. In the Nintendo Switch game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's right. We're talking the pig fuck who loves to suck. Kirby. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> Nick. How did you have that locked and loaded? <laughs> he wrote it. I, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> He got a room together for that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I I really like Kirby games. They are always pretty easy, though they're not like, you know, they're not like Yoshi game easy, but they're mm-hmm. but they're pretty easy. This one in contrast to Elden Ring is I mean, it's just a it's just a yeah. hilarious counterpart, a counterpoint because it's so <laughs> The whiplash it's, it's, you get from switching from one to the other is really something. 
it's almost frustratingly easy. It's just like, like, how did I, I just, there, there's no challenge at all. How did I beat this boss without taking any damage and got like a secret achievement for it without even knowing that was a, what, not even really trying to do it. You know, it's, it's pretty, it, it makes you feel like a, like a superhero after you've just gotten like killed by three bats yes in fucking elden ring um and uh but but also it's things it's elements like so there's you know it's a 3d game as a is the first uh first uh true uh you know 3d kirby game i believe mainline kirby game and it's got a it's kind of like a super mario 3d land 3d world approach where you have you can kind of nudge your camera a little bit Mm -hmm. but it's mostly fixed camera angles you're mostly looking at what the game wants you to look at that's that's overall working pretty well uh but there is so there's like some platforming sections and kirby is already like the most forgiving platforming character you could possibly conceive of He basically has an infinite double jump that gains altitude so so you've got that you've got to do some plat some light platforming even in those sections there's usually a side path that you can just walk along to completely bypass the platforming if, yeah. you, if it's too daunting for you like it's it's <laughs> unbelievable how forgiving it is for the player which i guess partly it's for children so yeah but i've applied some of my gameplay tactics from elden ring to Kirby in a in a way and follow me on this because like in Elden Ring, I'm just exploring every single nook and cranny I can. And you so in it. Kirby, in this new Kirby game, there's not that much to explore. But every level I've cleared so far, I've a hundred percented on the first try because I'm just wow. looking for everything. Yeah, <laughs> like and I'm just uh, I'm just clearing this map like it's like nothing. I haven't gotten further than. Um, like the first major area in the game. Uh, but I'm just like going through every single of the little uh, levels uh, on this map and just like getting everything. It's it's so fun. And yeah, it's easy, but it's fun it's to just kind of like pick it up for like 20 minutes and be like, I love Kirby. I, I just an I love absolute him. blast. Yeah, an absolute blast. I I you know I had like 15 minutes to play yesterday, and yeah. I just like played through one level in in you know the second big area. This is a, of the world map, and uh, you have a little town that you get to upgrade too. Always love upgrading a town. Everybody's as you, as you cute. rescue more Waddle Dees. Everyone's cute as shit, and it's uh it, it, <clears throat> also the abilities are really fun, and you can evolve the abilities. Oh, I, I don't know if you've gotten there yet, Matt, but. So like if if you you know the 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 boomerang I forget what the boomerang is called but you can it, uh, you can find a blueprint to evolve that and then you can you you can spend some of the coins that you get which you can use in the gotcha machine oh cool uh, but you can also use it in the shop to upgrade that weapon so it's a more potent weapon yeah and then you can just fuck shit up because then you, you you have like a dual boomerang I I also like the um. When you can like become like a cone or a car or like some stairs or something, yes. like it's all really fun. It's a that's a really fun mechanic. Um, but also, just something that I I just noticed like some of these enemies are just minding their own business, and then Kirby walks in and fucking sucks them up. Like there's like you can like there's these corgis that are like uh, attack dogs basically, and some of them are yeah. sleeping, and you can attack them uh, before they see you, and then they die. <laughs> 
It's it's I mean it's this it's similar to Elden Ring when you'll just yeah. see like a, a like a you know an undead soldier napping by a campfire yeah. and you just walk behind them and backstab them. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that guy wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um yeah, the the uh, yeah, the, the napping enemies, they just look like so adorable. Yeah. And <laughs> and that you can just like uh you can just suck them into oblivion or or fucking you know, shoot him with a fireball. Yeah, it, it's it's it is a bad. I, I fully agree. It is so so fun. It is. It's yeah, a blast. It's, it's easy, but it's a great great change of pace. Great to play in small doses. Looks looks terrific. I think it's just you know really really charming aesthetically. Uh, uh, love the palette, and then also like you were talking about. Yeah, the big thing is yes, you can like suck up a car. Uh, you can. I think that was in the trailer. That was a big mm-hmm. part of it. He sucks up a car, and then you, you're a Kirby car. Uh, and, uh, beep, but, beep. Uh, but there's also beep, beep. Uh, and then there's all, but there's also things like you'll, you can just, you'll come across like a locker and you can just suck up the locker yeah. and then you can kind of, or a vending machine. And then you can, you know, walk around as a vending machine and be shooting sodas at people. Um, and, and it's really fun. Those are usually very limited play spaces that you can do that with, but mm-hmm. it is like a nice change of pace from just the general platforming and, 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 and enemy sucking and, and power transfer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really like it. Should this look? Do I wish it wasn't sixty dollars? Is that maybe a little absurd for a uh for a game that's 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 kind of this slight feeling? Yeah, sure. I would love it if this game was was forty dollars, but that's not how Nintendo does things. No. Yeah, uh, I'm having such a a great time with it, and I can't wait to get more into it. But I, right now, I'm in a in Elden. I'm in, like. I got it because I was having a little frustrating time with Elden Ring, but now I'm back in with Elden Ring. It, my frustration lasted a few hours because I was like getting fucking <laughs> shit house. Uh, so once I get like annoyed again, it's a good nighttime game. I'll play it like right before I go to sleep, Kirby, and then right. uh, that's it. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. And maybe, just maybe, we'll be hearing a little bit more about Kirby later in the show. Wow. Ooh. What a tease. What a tease for Nick and Heather, too, because they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, what's going on here? Is this going to be when you tell us that you became a cone by standing in the street in orange? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I tried. Well, it was also because I fit the whole thing in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any more more game talk? I think we should get to to this week's uh, Coop. De Grace. Wow. Yes. <laughs> the Coupe de Grace. The main topic for this episode. We're doing another now that's what I call video game music. And this week we're talking boss themes. And we're not and that, talking and, about Bruce Springsteen. Uh, uh. I was hoping you go boss baby, but Bruce Springsteen's better. Because <laughs> it's already musically related. <laughs> It would yeah, we'd get in a lot of trouble, I think, if we started playing Bruce Springsteen on the show. That's not even what we do here. <laughs> it's not what we do. Unless there was a Bruce Springsteen game. Do you think Bruce Springsteen knows uh, who Kirby is? Like, if you showed him Kirby, would he be no. like, oh, yeah, oh, Kirby. Kirby. No, or, no way. Nope. Would, would he know he's like a video game character? Well, he could look at him and be like, is that a, what is that? Is child, he real? Like, you think you say, what is that? Yeah. Is he real? <laughs> is he an American? <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like he's from New Jersey, just like me. <laughs> Classic Springsteen. He's so funny. So boss themes, these are, 
I, I, I'm curious what everyone's logic was here as we went through these. But I love boss music. I did not limit myself to final boss music, oh. although I do have one final boss theme here. I, if that was the exercise, if we were supposed to do final boss music, then I failed. No, uh, I'm just I'm just going with 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 boss themes in general. But what what do you what do you, what do you guys like in a boss theme? I guess we'll hear it. But I like I like what do I like in a boss theme? I don't know. It amps you up. No matter what the sure. instrument yeah. set is, it amps you up. Like I, I in Elden Ring, every boss theme is like the sound of hell, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it amps you up because you're like, oh man, if I if I take down this Lord of Blood, yeah, then I I'm I've trans I've become better in my life. Yeah, I like, beat the I've, devil. I've stopped the sound of hell. Yes. You know, uh, but but I also like it when it's just like you know electric guitar or like yeah. a thumping beat. You know, uh, I didn't um, I didn't choose any of the music from Res uh, for this, but I Mm -hmm. thought about it because there's like boss battles in Res. There's you could consider certain tracks in Guitar Hero boss battles. I almost did it. Sure. I almost did it. Yeah. Wow. But But I was like, I think that's that's what it does. It's got to be like, all right, here we fucking go. That's got to be the feeling. Yeah. I got into prog rock. It after JRPGs because oh. like it's like so much JRPG boss music <clears throat> sounds like progressive rock and and I didn't re- I like I I didn't realize the cross pollination of influence worked from it was coming from the direction of of you know the prog rock of the seventies composers were listening to and being like oh yeah well this will sound like electric light orchestra but it's uh it, but yeah it, it it definitely has that sort of feeling that just like. Because the other thing is there is is speed. Like I really love like a feeling of speed. Like epicness is a big part huh. of it, but I also like just like a lot of like 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 you know intensity and and like 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 continuous forward motion. Because that's also like like there it conveys urgency, and and that's what I think I I, I maybe picked in some of mine. That they're kind of quicker tempos and a little bit more, uh, you know, just relentless. All right, let's I, get into it. Yeah, let's yeah, do let's it. Do it. All right, great. I I have all right. Look, I cheated a little bit. We're each picking three, but I do want to throw in one that's a that's a that's sort of a prelude to all of these. The fuck uh, is which this? Is, which is you can't the boss start a select- segment. You can't start a segment by saying this isn't the segment. <laughs> the boss select theme <laughs> from Mega Man Two to cue all of these up. Okay. That is that was really good. Yeah, yeah I love it. Takashi uh, Tateishi, who I believe this was the only game at Capcom he worked on. Uh, but great, great. Mega Man 2, one of the best 8-bit soundtracks. And that brings me to my first pick. Yasunori Mitsuda, one of my favorite game composer, who worked in, uh, I believe, collaboration with Nobuo Iwematsu on the score. And I don't know what exactly the split was. Uh, but Chrono Trigger has some great music, including... Uh, one of the boss themes, World Revolution, which uh, I believe plays during Lavos's second form. Let's play some of this. One good 
thing this theme does is that it also incorporates a lot of like kind of the the late motifs that you've heard throughout the game. Mm -hmm. It kind of re re reinterprets them here. I like that in a boss in a boss theme for sure. And now we're in it. Wow, we're just fucking in it. I gotta play yeah. this game. Yeah, you do. Holy shit, you definitely do. I should I should play it. Mm. Trumpet there is just so fucking just gets me jazzed every time. I I get so um sad when I hear good trumpet because I played the trumpet in middle school and I was never even close to that good. Tricky, those brass instruments are tricky. You gotta you gotta it's it's all uh, buzzing your lips and then getting the different lip positions. And I had braces at the time, so it was really hard. Oh, that's tricky. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh that's my first pick. That's a, a good great pick. pick, Nick. That's a good pick. Apodaca, would you like to go next? I, Heather, I'd love to. Okay, why don't you? Wow. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh man, which one do I even pick uh, of my th of my three? I'm just gonna go ahead and I, I'm just gonna get this one out of the way because everyone knows it's fucking coming, or that okay. one from this game is coming. Uh, this one's from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even say it. He just basically fell off his chair. Okay, it's from Kingdom Hearts. Are you fucking happy? Um, and it's from the the boss battle with uh with Riku, Dark Riku, who's Ansem, and it's called oh, Yeah, Riku, who is Ansem? Yes, right. Yeah, we Look, don't, don't 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 ask me any questions about it. <laughs> it's called Forze de Male. The boss music in Kingdom Hearts, a lot of the boss music is really good. It was, think of me knowing I'm going to pick something from Kingdom Hearts and having the hardest time with it. But I landed on this one because it's really good. It's some intense shit. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love that fucking just pounding rhythm that keeps going. And meanwhile, Goofy and Donald are on the sidelines. Because <laughs> <laughs> this fight is just you and and uh, Riku, Ansem. Wow. It's great. That's my that's my that's first great. pick. That was Very good an excellent pick. pick. Excellent pick. Um, All right, Campbell. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cite a game that I think I've talked about once on this podcast, and it stuck with me for whatever reason. It's Eternal Sonata, a 2007 game where you play as Frederick Chopin, the composer, as he's dying in the real world. He imagines the game, which is an RPG, and all of the characters in the game are sort of like based on like different musical, uh, I, I don't know, composition styles or whatever. Mm -hmm. In the final boss, uh, this music plays by uh, Motoi Sakura Sakuraba, who is also the composer on, uh, let's see, he's on uh, Star Ocean, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Golden Sun, and the Dark Souls series. Wow. So this is like... This is a this guy's a player. 
And this yeah. is the song that plays, and I'm going to spoil it because this game is from 2007. It's almost 20 years old now when you are fighting against Chopin himself. Wow. So you got that piano in there. Right. And you're fighting against the composer. <laughs> this rules. I didn't know that that was the conceit of that game. It's crazy. That's really cool. I think the game ends with him dying on the bed and like his spirit going up and playing a piano. But this sort of evokes like Kingdom Hearts to me. Like it's Mm -hmm. got that same sort of like the way that that composer uses the piano yeah. as like uh, effective counter notes. Yeah. So really, really sonata. great. Love it. Fuck. That's fucking awesome. I, I remember hearing about this game and then never, you know, and, and never playing it, obviously. But I wouldn't uh, have, I wouldn't have played it if it hadn't been assigned to me as a games journalist. Wow. So like I got I got a copy of it and I was like, holy shit, this game's fun. I mean, it's it is a traditional RPG, but like I was like the conceit on this game is nuts. Yes, like it, like cutting to like cutscenes of Chopin, like and it was like still imagery, I think, and like black and white. Like, yeah, it was so weird. What a choice! Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's me a too. great pick. That's a great track. I, now, now I want to play it, and I'm just like I I wonder how you could you could even play it. Mm. Uh, all right, let's uh let, let's get to my next pick. Another uh, this this one it is uh, just credited to Uematsu, uh, and hey look, uh, yeah I'm picking for something from Final Fantasy VII. What do you want from me? All right, <laughs> it's good, and this is a lot of great a lot of great tracks in this uh, this score. The one that I really like that I find myself sometimes just listening to on its own, not listening to the entire soundtrack is uh, Genova J E N O V A. Let's play the original version from FF7. Oh. So good. Put this on in the damn club. <laughs> this would, This feels like a song that plays while you're cooking and you realize you've put too many different dishes on the stove (laughs) (laughs) you have to like stir a bunch of pots all at once yeah (laughs) yeah just just constantly just driving forward I gotta play this game too did you play did you mess around with the remake I've I've messed around with both uh I mean my my intention is to uh uh pick the remake back up I, I'm I you know what speaking of the remake let's play the the remake version because the remake does one of the things it does uh, maybe the thing it does best is it remixes uh, the 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 tracks that you know from the original score in a way that's novel but also familiar so here's the remake version of that same track. When they make the remake of the remake. 
It's... <laughs> Everything just sounds like Game Boy audio. Yeah, like, yeah. Just go. <laughs> well, I mean, like, this is so much more, quote, epic than, yeah. like, the original. That, like, by the time, you know, 20 years from now when they remake the remake, it's just going to be, like drum like one drum being hit over and over again. yeah <laughs> and you'll like feel like you're getting beat up yeah and like, and like the chorus like the like because there's always like a chorus of people in these it's, yeah they'll they'll ask everybody on earth to sing a note uh, so like <laughs> so you'll hear like you know, however many billion people there are, like 11 billion people all like singing in chorus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Uh, but all right, let's, uh, Matt, let's get your second pick. All right. This one's from, this one's from God of War 1. I've Ooh. been thinking, yeah. And there's a lot of great music in God of War 1. Uh, We're a lot going of great back music. to the PS2 era. Yeah, going back to PS2. Um, God of War, one of my favorite franchises ever. Uh, I've played all the uh, all the non-phone uh, God of War games. I know there was like an N-Gage uh, game, I think. Uh, I, I love them all. Wow. And I think I told this story. Uh, I had to like write my mom like a letter about why I wanted God of War because it was rated M. And I was like, I know it's, it has nudity, but I like Greek mythology. <laughs> you wrote her a letter yeah i was like please can like you a buy physical this? letter yeah i was like can you please buy this for me i really want it uh <laughs> and i just didn't want to have to have like the conversation like at this i was like embarrassed i was like look i just so it was less embarrassing for me to write oh, my man. mom a letter uh which i think she might still have um uh but <laughs> I, incredible. I i loved this game and thinking about boss fights um there's a lot of great i mean the whole game is like great boss fights but uh the song from this boss fight in particular is really great uh and it's when you're fighting uh the minotaur in god of war one here we go drum heavy we love it in contrast to the Genova theme, which makes you feel like you can do it, like you have just too many pots. Yeah, yeah. This one is, this one starts with the sauce is already boiled over and the <laughs> stove is on fire. Yeah, you're, it starts, you're fucked for sure. Yeah. yeah. And Kratos is like, I'm not fucked, you're fucked. <laughs> it's true. Kratos I don't remember rocks. the... This Kratos is very cool. I don't remember this fight specifically. There's what maybe it's this one. There's one I remember from God of War one where he, uh, he like twists off the boss's head at the end. I don't know if that's the mm -hmm. Minotaur. I wonder, I but I just remember it being so grisly. There, I mean, that's the thing they do best, mm -hmm. uh, even in the new God of War when there's like creative um, ways to like disembowel. Yeah, uh, certain enemies, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish there were more babalities. Um, <laughs> How about some friendships? <laughs> we need more friendships in the world. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what a great, what a great game! Great soundtrack. God of War. God of War rocks. Great pick. I should pick something from Prince of Persia: Warrior Within. Now that I'm thinking about it, get some Godsmack in here. <laughs> mm. 
my next pick is from the composer Ko Otani, and it is from Shadow of the Colossus, a 2005 game in which you only fight bosses. Uh, this composer has also composed a bunch of movies and a bunch of anime. He's well known for doing the soundtrack to Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, uh, also a, a couple Godzilla movies. Um, but this is the, the the song that plays when you're fighting one of the Colossi. And then I also want to cut to the middle of the song. Okay. Because it is a, it is a boss theme that changes based on your, uh, your pro- progress in the boss fight. Wow. Yeah. Here we go. Like, this feels like, okay, this thing that I have to accomplish is mm-hmm. daunting. Yeah. But let's go to let's go to about midway through the track. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you're making progress. The theme is shifting. And then you get the upper hand on the boss. And the music changes. Wow. Here we go. You've landed, I think, two of three blows that you need to land. This is also on my list of games that I've not played that I'd really like to. It's excellent. I saw a YouTube comment on this uh, that that stayed with me, which is, it's as if you've got a fly that's bothering you and suddenly it has the upper hand. <laughs> uh, we should do we should do we should talk to uh, Shadow of the Colossus at some point in the pod. Oh, That'd God, be, fun. be fun. We could pair it with a, a viewing of uh, Rain Over Me. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> The, the Sony movie it was heavily featured in with yeah. our uh, with our actor friend Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, that's right. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Hey, speaking of a game with a lot of boss fights, how about Cuphead? Whoa! Now the Cuphead score, which is just one of my favorite game scores of all time, uh, composed by a Christopher Madigan, who. Did not have a lot of composition experience, according to this interview I read with the whole note. Uh, was a was mostly a percussionist and was childhood friends uh, with the game's creators, hmm. and that's how he be, how he became how he ended up composing this. Really, his only game credit. And but it's it's a it's a fantastic score. It's unbelievable, and and to come from from a somewhat novice composer just sort of speaks to his. A combination of just his his innate talent slash, you know, his uh, whatever, maybe just how how hard he worked on this thing, because I think it absolutely is like they're like they're 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 perfect. It's a perfect pairing for the game, which is the main thing. Um, but also, like all these tunes are memorable. Like I can't listen to the Cuphead soundtrack and find a track and not listen to like ten tracks. Wow! Like, every every they're they're just they're just all bangers. It was a tough choice between a few different tracks here. Uh, you know, Floral Fury, I think, is the big one that everyone knows, which is when you fight where you're fighting the Carnation boss. There's a, there's one I particularly like, which is the track's name is Junkyard Jive, which is when you're fighting the giant robot. 
that's kind of got a Dr. Robotnik uh, uh, operator. But the one I, I like in uh, the for me in particular that maybe stuck in my head the most because I played this boss fight the most uh, is the King Dos the King the King Dice theme rather the King Dice theme uh, which is the King's Court uh, which you kind of have this boss attack fight and then you fight the King himself. Oh man. You'll get me with that squealing lead trumpet anytime. Oh, yeah. And see, that's the type Love of trumpet that. piss me yeah. off. <laughs> you got some gentle sax work. This is, yeah, this is excellent. It's so good. It, it also just so perfectly fits in, like, you know, if you... It, the game's visual aesthetic it just totally pairs with that sort of old school animation look it's got to it and hey on that note we're going to be talking cuphead on a future episode via the cuphead show uh so you know look for that in in the coming weeks but yeah the a terrific game uh, just a just a, a, a audio visual marvel and the soundtrack is is so so on point and that's the track that sticks with me in particular an excellent the king's pick. court from cuphead wow uh, I'm going to move on to my final pick. All right. And now, and everybody just relax. Okay. Just relax. You know, it's coming. Jerry was a race car driver from my <laughs> Primus from Tony Hawk's pro skater. <laughs> the boss, the downhill jam. Uh, no, <laughs> um, no, this is, I mean, look, it's from Pokemon. It's from Pokemon red, blue, and yellow. And it's, I mean, a lot of the tunes from that game are seared into my brain. Um, mm. I remember, yeah, I mean, I remember playing those games so much that like I would like hear the, the notes of those songs when I wasn't playing it. I was just playing those games all the time. This song is from when you're fighting the Pokemon League champion at the end of the game before right before you yourself become the Pokemon League champion. Uh, this is you versus your rival. Here we go. Ooh. And it's like a mix of stuff you've kind of heard before, but more intense. And you're fighting someone you've known the whole game. And he's in a, he's always kind of trailing behind you a little bit. Now he's ahead of you, and you're trying to beat him. It's great. What a story. This is rad. And on the Game Boy, I, I'm always constantly... We talk about it a lot, but I'm always constantly mm -hmm. blown away by the sound they can get out of the Game Boy. It's so good. The, the just very, very, you know... I don't know how many tones a Game Boy could produce at once. I don't know if it was two or four, but it it was it was very limited. And I remember I I never had a I didn't have a Game Boy as a kid. But when I'd like play my friends' Game Boys or or whatever, I'd always just be like I didn't I didn't like how it sounded as a kid. But now I have intense nostalgia for mm -hmm. it. Now I'm like, oh wait, this is a this is amazing what they were able to accomplish 
uh, with this sound chip. And you see how much just like just speed comes into it because you can't really do chords because you can't do as many simultaneous sounds. So it's just like, hey, we'll just do a play a bunch of bunch of notes in sequence really fast. And that's how we'll kind of evoke uh you know whatever we're we're trying to accomplish it's it's yeah that that's that's great great track great pick very epic well heather. done matt hey thank you thanks everybody you let's let's hear your final pick heather my final pick is from a game called cave story which is again one of my favorites hmm. of all time it was developed by one dude studio pixel uh he wrote and designed and composed all the music for this game his name is daisuke amaya Uh, and this is from the final boss battle of Cave Story. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't think of any boss theme that I left out. I mean, these are three excellent, excellent choices for boss themes. And I, oh, wait. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> this is my pick. <laughs> the greatest boss theme of all time. Like, no other boss theme makes you feel like somebody is personally mad at you. <laughs> like, yes. Like, if, if this started, if you were, like, in the checkout line at Target and this started playing, you'd be like, oh, I got to leave. I have yeah. to go. <laughs> me, personally. <laughs> somebody is upset at me. Like, if you're driving down the highway and you cut somebody off and this started playing, you'd be like, I'm dead. Yeah. They're I'm coming done. for me. What it's the, uh, it's, it, it's based on that, like, is it Mars? March of the Planets or whatever it is? It definitely has some some elements of Holst in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 his planet suite. It's, it's, uh, yeah, the One Winged Angel. Uh, Uematsu from from FF7, obviously. Great track. Fuck, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's and that it's, opening, it's yeah, just that's the answer. The, just play the just play that that first part all over again. I love it. It made my heart race when I started. Yeah, you're playing like, it. oh no. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, just from the jump. Yeah. I saw this live at the uh what is it? The Nokia Theater, whatever it's called, the Kodak. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I saw it live with a huge. We didn't even get to the part where everybody starts screaming that Latin shit. I um, know. Yeah, that there's there's a there's, there's, there's a whole other sequence there. in that yeah. boss theme. Let's 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 play it out a little more. Keep, keep it yeah, going. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah, talk yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I saw it at uh, at an orchestra hall. And you knew what was about to happen because, like, a ton of people came on stage. And you're like, oh, boy, they're going to play. I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. And everybody had, like, it was like, these are people who are trained vocalists. And somebody handed them the music to One Winged Angel. (laughs) And they were like, (laughs) okay, I guess we're singing (laughs) these lyrics, which I don't think mean that much. Here we go. I actually have no idea. Oh, God, it's so good. 
Yeah, you're in trouble. This is, you've locked the door and your mom is screaming at you from downstairs. <laughs> and this guy is so mad at you that he's got yeah. all these people to scream Latin at you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I did kind of cheat because I wanted to put that cave story track in there, but I can't, you can't not put One Wigged Angel in a, in a boss themes compilation. Gotta do it. It's, it's Kenny Omega's time. finisher, for Christ's sake. Is that Gotta true? Have it in there. Yeah, it's true. That's awesome. He's he fucking rules. Uh, the uh, the yeah that that track is so good. I I I'm, as I was listening to it, I was like I was like is it, I, I think it, I think kind of that first section kind of has elements of like Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. I think that's what it oh, kind yeah, of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just that pounding um, dissonance. Oh, great, great pick! Great, great pick. That's the answer. Yeah, that's that's the that's the correct that's the right that's the right best boss theme that's that should be number one on a, on any list but uh but we heard a lot of good ones I liked yeah, all did. of them be- a lot of great be- work guys a lot of bangers be- here my favorite was Matt, you got a segment for us. You're goddamn right I do, Nick. It's time for Fan Theory or Canon, Kirby Edition. Wow. So all these, I'm going to read you some, uh, what will we call it? Trivia about Kirby. And you're going to buzz in and you're going to tell me whether or not it's Fan fiction or canon. So it's kind of like true or false, kind of, I guess. Great. I don't, we did this before, and I don't remember how he did it, and I did not look it up, uh, but this is how I did it. I think uh, I ran it once before, and I, I, I can't remember what the theme was. Uh, and I attempted to uh, write out what I was about to say, uh, and I got as far as I'm going to read some. Uh, so here we go. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Fan theory or canon? Kirby? was originally planned to be yellow. Oh, Nick. Nick sucked in, so Nick. That was me, buzz- that was me buzzing in with a suck sound. Okay, yeah, Nick. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say canon. Nick is on the board with one. That is true. Hey, that, they were, there was an internal fight. Yeah, because it, but it, but it was. Wait, was the original on Game Boy or was the original on NES? Uh, I think Game Boy, and I think I, think I know Boy. what you're talking about. He was white on the box. Okay, so and it's an because they could not the... decide what color wow. he's supposed to be, and it was not in color, so yeah, it didn't right. matter. Yeah, really, the game wouldn't be in color. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but back then on the box he was white, and they were talking about whether or not he was yellow or pink, and they eventually uh, somebody won, and they made the right choice. Yes. Um, all right, here we go. Number here's an, here's another one. There's a naked lady level in Kirby Dreamland Two. I'm Nick Weiger. Okay, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how you're sucking? <laughs> yeah, that's a suck sound. Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I'm going to say yes, canon. Heather. With one on the board as well. Wow. wow. We're one and one neck and neck here. Uh, and just for our sake, um, I have the clip uh, where you can see... Uh, how this is true. This is in Kirby Dreamland 2. Um, and let me just share my screen real quick for you guys. The uh, audio is not really real quick. Uh, necessary for this, but I was going to hit play here. Kirby's going into a little door uh, and he's going to start floating down in a second. There goes Kirby. Look at how cute Kirby is. How sweet. Very cute. There's a smiley face right there, right? Oh, look at that. Um, and then what appeared to be some breasts, uh, okay, and maybe a belly button right there, and a vagina. And there's blocks that make the shape of, uh, well, those are more like ovaries and, and the, whole, the whole thing. Um, but <laughs> just it's, again, it's the, le- the level architecture, the level yes, layout. It, so it's is not necessarily true. Lady. So it's, so it's, it's but, it, but it clearly that's what they're trying to do. It's like oh, yeah. the, it's like the, um, it's it, it, this is like a Disney, you know, old school horny Disney animator Easter egg. Yeah, like, be kind of like, okay, this is this one's. We know what's going on. The kids aren't going to see this, yes. but the people that have maybe been inside of a doctor's office before are definitely going to know what's going on. <laughs> um, all right, so the game is tied right now. Wow. It, it, let's move on to uh, the next piece of trivia. Here we go. There is an endless void within Kirby. Nick. Fan theory. That is correct. Nick, two points. Uh, That was like a fan theory that I read that was basically trying to justify how he's able to suck everything up and not really expand in any sort of way. Um, But it's not true. It's just not true. He does not have a pocket dimension within inside of himself. Uh, So now we're we're on the board here. Two to one. Nick's in the lead. Here's our it's next. It's like uh, what what's the what's the what's the justification for some you know like for your your pack or your uh, in in RPGs sometimes there's like a bag of infinite holding or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. The idea that you yeah. can fit like eight shields and you know six great short great swords in there. Yeah, or how like in Grand Theft Auto you could have um a rocket launcher uh in your uh back pocket. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. Here we go. Here's another. Here's another piece of trivia for you. Meta Knight is an older Kirby. Older. <sighs> oh, missed my shot. Uh, also, also fan theory. Yes, they look the same. They look similarly. They have similarly shaped eyes, but that's about it. And we don't we, we don't know what's under all that gear necessarily. So Nick's Nick's in the lead. Nick knows his Kirby. Meta Knight, great Smash Brothers character. I well, think I'm, I'm, also character. Just, I'm also guessing here. Yeah, great character. But but it, in in Smash Brothers, if you well, actually, I don't know how how balanced he is in Ultimate. I don't know if he's what tier he's in. Now I'm gonna look that up. I like the way he looks. Um, man, imagine if he had the suck power. Huh. You'd be fucking toast. Well, with this fan theory, he does. That's yeah. With he's the fan theory, Kirby. he can do it. And yeah, what I was reading in that fan theory was he has the suck power actually, but he chooses not to use it. 
And I'm like, okay, if you had to suck mm. power, you would so do it all the time. Is yeah, Kirby a species? Constantly. Do this we ever see other Kirby's? Um, I mean, the there's Waddle Dees, but they they're not exactly Kirby's. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of a one of one. Oh, poor Kirby! It's, I know it's, it's not like Yoshi, where we see a bunch of other other Yoshis. That's true. Yeah, there. I would love, but you know what? I would love to see more than one Kirby at once. Could you imagine it? How cute! How sweet would that be? Um, <laughs> to see a second Kirby at the same time. Uh, okay, here's another one. Here's another little piece of trivia. Here we go. When Kirby gets certain power ups, they are references to other Nintendo characters. <laughs> oh fuck. Nick. Cannon. This is true. Uh, yeah. When uh, he gets the sword, he gets a green hat and a sword and has like the, yeah. the throwing blade thing. He gets the, when he gets the fighter ability, he has a similar moveset to that of uh, Ryu. Uh, and he gets the yo-yo and ESP um, similar to Ness from, uh, from Earthbound series. Mm. So Nick, I mean... Oh, it's not it's not anybody's game just yet. We got a couple more little pieces of trivia here. Here we go. This could still okay. this this might still turn the other way. Okay, here we go. Shiver Star is a post-apocalyptic Earth. I'm Sh- Nick Weiger. Heather. <laughs> um <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna say fan theory. That is correct. It is, uh, uh, it is a fan theory. Uh, it does look like Earth, um, but it, it, just, it, just, it just looks like they, didn't, they never confirmed anything like that. And if it was the case, uh, it means that Kirby uh, not only takes place in the real world, but also many, uh, many, many years after hum- all humanity has died, Man. if that were to be true. Um, and so, and I, I, yeah. I think a little too dark I, for I, Kirby. That bums me out. <laughs> that that's like how the that's that's the, the when when I there's there's stuff about like uh Middle Earth was apparently actually Earth mm-hmm. like way way in the past. So I was like ah I don't like knowing that. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to see these <laughs> fucking orcs in their thing. goo. You fucking kidding yeah. me? Gross. Stay away. Yuck. Ugh. Oh yuck. <laughs> I I have I have bad news. Uh, Meta Knight, apparently a C-tier character in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, that is bad Majorly news. nerfed. Bummer. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I should not have been looking that up. We should have been concentrating the podcast. Uh, yeah, I got nervous when you said bad news. I was like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is, and this is the, here we go. This is my final piece of trivia. Okay. Link has killed Kirby. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't want to buzz in on this one. <laughs> I'm Nick Wiker. <laughs> <laughs> Heather. <laughs> um, he has killed Kirby. Link. <laughs> Link has killed Kirby. Uh, fan theory. I'm sorry, Heather. It is canon. Uh, in Link's Awakening in the Eagle Tower, you fight anti-Kirby, whose name was localized in the U.S., but in Japan, it is just Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They changed That's it amazing. here in the U.S., but in yeah, in Japan, they're like, no, this is Kirby's a villain in this game. Mm. 
And so with that, unfortunately, Heather, you lost fan theory or canon. Uh, That's okay. And, That's okay. And Nick is our uh, our winner. Yeah. In a way, I lose because I'm me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can say that you're the Kirby expert. <laughs> I'll hey, I'll take it. I'm, I'll, I'll happily be the Kirby expert. <laughs> that made me want to play. We want to finish that Link's, Link's Awakening remaster. Oh man, you got it. it's so great. I didn't finish it. I yeah. loved it. I, I, I maybe after Kirby, that'll be my my Switch game to go to. What a charming remake! It's it's fantastic. Wow. Uh, and that that's it for Fan Theory or Canon. Wow. And hey, uh, before we wrap up the episode, uh, we do want to talk. I, I do want to mention something that that is a, a, a legit bummer news. But uh, Fami who is the creator of and uh, and writer of Coffee Talk, which we covered on the podcast, uh, passed away uh, just uh, just 32 years old. Uh, uh, extremely sad. This was announced last week. And uh, so uh, RIP Fami, thank you for a, 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 a charming, delightful game that we covered on the podcast and that I, I, I played all, all the way through the end and streamed some and had a blast with Coffee Talk. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a real bummer because this was a great, you know, it, it seemed like he had this. This guy had uh, a, a great career in front of him, and was 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 truly just just ex- uh, very very young. Yeah, too um, so too right. young. Very very sad. Yeah, absolutely. Check out uh, Coffee Talk. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's it's fantastic. It's 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 a it's a nice little hug of a game. And honestly, like if you're, I I find it, yeah, it, it very it, as as soothing as a game can get. So check so check that out. Um, and hey, that'll be that'll wrap it up for this week's Get Played. You can follow us on social media at Get Played Pod. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And we're doing another We Play You Play this month. You know we will. We're going to be covering Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's right. We're going back to the 16-bit era. Uh, so Sonic, Sonic 2 for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive, we will be covering at the end of the month. If you want to play along with us, how I'm, I'm very excited. I cannot wait. I've never played. I've never played a Sonic game to completion. So I'm wow. very, very excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to revisit this game. You know, when we're done with that, uh, with that, we play, you play, Matt, you can, you can look at that cartridge and say you got played. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beard of human bodies.